Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. We are joined by one of my sorority sisters, who is the owner of Bees Knees Art by Amanda. How have you been, Amanda? Been pretty good, busy. It's so funny because I recently saw that somebody I follow on Instagram tagged a post and then on their page, they tagged one of your posts and I clicked it and it was you and I couldn't believe it because I haven't talked to you in so long. Well, it took me, I don't know, I think we had texted a couple times before it like dawned on me because your name was only showing up as Aaron Rowe and then I opened another thing up to check the details. I know that name. Oh my gosh, I know that name. <laughs> I know, and that was your married name, so it was so funny. But I'd like to hear what you've been up to since college and then how you started your business. It's been 20 years since I started, so it, um, it's been a long, long time, a really long time. After I graduated from college, I went into the Marine Corps for 10 years, and then I got out as, and was a civilian contractor for the Marine Corps. And during that time, I, I met my husband's my current husband. I was married before to my uh, college sweetheart who I have my first child with, my 13-year-old. And then, um, you know, life happens and I met my now husband and we have two kids together. So in between that, I graduated from college. I went to the Marine Corps, got out of the Marine Corps, finished the master's degree. And then somehow I went full circle, got married. We started moving and, um, ended up doing my art again. Well, thank you for serving in the Marines. Thank you. And when exactly did you start with your art? I was an art major in college and um, I've never really stopped it. I've always, when I was in the Marine Corps, I was always I, doing, I was doing watercolors and other sorts of things. When I, I had orders to Germany for two years and that's where I actually got into pottery. Um, I only took one class in college, introductory to, cer to ceramics, never really gave it much thought afterwards. And then when I was in Germany, they had a, a pottery studio in one of the recreation facilities for uh, the service members. And that's where I started playing a little bit at that point in time. So, and then um, it was just something that I enjoyed doing because I was, I worked full time as a professional and I just started doing it and people started liking it and wanting to buy it. So, so it just kind of happened to fell into place after a hobby. Kind of. Yeah. So it's weird because my former boss, when I was a contractor, he was talking to me one day and he's like, you should really give your art a chance. It's good. It's really good. You should really kind of focus on it and put some effort into it. So my former boss was one of the ones that actually got me to really my art, the attention that it deserved and needed at that point in my life, because it, at that point it was more of just a, a hobby and something I was doing in my free time by something that I was really pursuing because people wanted to, to acquire it. It's funny how people come into your life and help with certain things, isn't it? It really is because I mean, he's still such a, I mean, his family and him are still a really big portion of my life and definitely was one of the people that inspires me to do what I do. And also that it's like a tangible product that can be gifted to others like to last. I love that. So what kind of pieces do you make? Functional, whimsical, colorful pieces would probably be the way that I would classify them. I make mugs, I make 
plant planners, just really functional pieces. Right now I'm working on a batch of goldfish mugs and other goldfish related items, but I do little tiny, just quirky, fun pieces that really don't, I don't do anything that makes you think past just, boy, that makes me happy to look at. I've chosen not to pursue heavy or hot topics in my art. It's just something that I, um, when I was in college, I was very much into and explored. And But after, you know, being out of school for 20 years and serving in the military and being a military spouse, I'm kind of limited to what I was able to express and say in much of my artwork. And I still, to an extent, have to be respectful and mindful of that because of my husband. He's still in the military. So we're, we don't have the freedoms of expression as most people do. So, but it's, it's just something that I've, I've seen and I've done and I've experienced a lot in my life. And I, I choose to focus on joy and happiness at this stage in my career, I guess you could say. Happy pieces. That's a good way to put it. To those listening in your house or in your car right now, I need you to go to Amanda's Instagram because there's one feature of Amanda's creations that makes them unique and you have to see it. So Amanda, when you brought up the goldfish, it reminded me, will you tell us about what makes your product so eye-catching and unique? It's funny because my, my goldfish bubble mugs, I've only made to total, I've probably made 40 of them <laughs> up to this point, which is in the grand scheme of what I produce and how I produce it isn't a lot. When I was in Kansas, I was watching a tutorial video on Instagram by a fellow potter, um, Kate Schrader, and she's in Kansas City, Missouri, and she was doing a coffee mug that had a window in it, and she did a demonstration on that, and I looked at it, and I watched it, and I was like, hmm, wow, that's kind of neat, but how can I make it my own? So I basically inverted the bubble and put it on the outside instead of the inside, and did a ramen noodle bowl for a juried art exhibit for NSINCA, which is the National Council for Education and Clay Arts, which is like the Super Bowl for potters, just to get juried in. And that that's where it started out as a ramen noodle bowl design. And then she loved it so much. She asked me to make her a coffee mug with that face on it. I did that. So she has the very first goldfish bubble eye mug. And then from there, people have just, they like my birds, they like my, my goldfish. And so I've just been making the last really since I moved here and back to North Carolina in June, just a lot of goldfish and bird <laughs> pieces. For some odd reason, it's, I don't know, it's just one of those things people like, so. It stands out to me. I liked your birds too, and a couple of the other pieces with the gold detail. Mm -hmm. I really loved those. I wanted to tell you, since the sorority hall, a little bit about me. So I sold on Amazon for a bit. Mm -hmm. I had a Shopify store, so I know the work that goes into like materials and inventory. And then of course, shipping, you have fragile materials. So on my shelf yeah. here, I encourage women to create any type of small business, a small business of some kind, because we all have knowledge that we know by heart, but it's brand new to somebody else. So mm -hmm. I always feel like we have to share that. We have to make another stream of income for ourselves out of our talents and share our acquired skills. I'm sure you did a lot of research and despite seeing like the amount of work, you didn't quit. So what pushed you to overcome the challenges and make you keep going to get these knees up and running? Quit has never been in my vocabulary. Even when I'm miserable in a situation, I always try to follow through with my obligation for whatever I'm doing. Um, 
just because like I was raised with my name is the only thing that I will possess for the rest of my life. And to be like, uphold your name, like as an honor and a symbol, when people refer to you, they, they think of your name as respect. So quitting has never been in my vocabulary from the time I was super little. I've always come overcome adversity and a lot of different struggles in my life. So I've never just given up or walked away. And I've, for as, I've always done art for as long as I could remember. And it's always been a part, intrinsically a part of who I am to the very fiber of my soul and being to where I don't even know if you took that portion of my life away from me, what I would do. I, I think I would be lost in, to a huge extent. This has always been my dream. So I always kind of felt like if I failed at my dream, then what would I have left? You know, if you fit, if you give up on the thing that you want most in the world and most in life, then what else do you have to look forward to? So that's always been like a driving factor of just putting my heart and soul into everything that I do and not doing it just halfway. I'm so happy to hear that you're pursuing your dream because so many of my friends have kids. I do not. I had a fur baby that I just lost. My friends, some of them say like, oh, I always want to do this, but I will when. So if I may, how do you juggle family and running your business? Yeah, I was talking with a friend about this and I think it's probably in the best interest that I was in art from college. And then when I graduated, I stepped away from it for like, not as like a focus in my life because had I been this intense about what I do when I graduated from college, to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't have children because I wouldn't leave the studio to meet anybody to have children with. I went full-time into my art in 2000, May of 2015. It was a, an agreed upon deal with my husband is that when we wanted to have kids, that when we started having kids and he got orders, which would require me to leave my established career and profession to follow him for his career, that I would be able to stay at home with the kids and you know, really kind of make a go at what I was doing with the art because I was really doing it at that point it was like having a second full-time job and I was just he saw how happy I was so he gave me the option of either staying at home and doing the art thing or going to work and making that choice for myself so we ended up getting orders in um, 2015 and we knew we were going to be going to the University of South Carolina for three years as him doing the ROTC instructor for the marine element. So I knew I was going to be doing my art. And then we closed on our house. And literally that same day that we closed on the house, or our offer for our house was accepted in South Carolina, we found out we were pregnant. I found out I was pregnant with my second child and we were moving and just signed off on a house all in the same day uh, because we bought the house specifically because it had a space for my studio. I've never been a full-time potter or artist with just working around my family. My, my kids have always been in the studio with me. I mean, I, the first year of my business, I was pregnant for half of it. And then Ava came into the studio the week after she was born. My studio space has adapted and changed over the development of my kids. And I've either worked with them strapped to my chest or my back, or they've been in a pack and play or bouncy seat or crawling around on the floor. And very much to the extent that's just their normal. So they've been in the studio from day one. And my work schedule is somewhat driven by them and modified by them. But at the same time, they're very much included in what I do. So it's not 
unusual for them. They just, it's, it's a part of their life and they accept it. I love that you just said that your schedule is both driven and modified by them, but you didn't put your dream aside because life's too short for that. You made it work and that's really inspiring. That's what I want people to take away from that. That's just amazing. Yeah, it, it, it can be challenging. You know, some days, I'm, I'm not going to lie, some days are way better than others. Some days I get so frustrated, I want to cry. And some days I'm like, it makes up for it. But the fact that my kids see what I'm doing, my oldest, she recognizes and intellectually and emotionally and spiritually sees what I do and how it impacts my life and how happy it makes me. And she's like, 13 and she just got an Instagram account and so she looks at how many followers I have and she's just like she's pretty impressed by that because (laughs) but I probably made Instagram way less cool because I'm getting a significant amount of followers so but I told her when she got her Instagram account I said okay you have to go on and you have to comment and like every one of my photos she she humors me sometimes so she'll go in and she she comments and likes and it's it's funny so that's always our our joke my kids are great though they're they're crazy but if you want it bad enough you'll make it happen you'll make it work you'll work around it you'll find the ways and I'm telling you the worst day working in my studio with my kids where I'm getting nothing done is still infinitely better than sitting in a cubicle being unhappy at a job that I make really good money at right Well, you're being a good role model for both showing that passion is important and your hard work. So I love that they're in the studio with you. I do have a little retreat. They go to a three-day preschool for four hours during those three days. So I get 12 hours a week where I have a little bit of a break where they aren't in the studio with me. So that's, that's, that's the time where I really try to focus and get a lot of work. Out. Do you sell pre-made pieces or do you take custom orders mostly? I started my business with custom orders. It started out as doing pet portraits for people. And then that money bought my art, my pottery equipment because I was gifted a wheel from a former boyfriend for Christmas and my birthday. And then I slowly bought pieces by doing portraits of people's pets and then started selling the pottery and I've reinvested all the money that I've made in my from my artwork back into my artwork over the last five years essentially. Yeah no I want to interject because that reminded me so like I said I try to encourage women to just do something they love on the side and most people don't because they think they have to get everything all up front staff and every piece of equipment but you started and then you reinvested and slowly grew into your whole studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah that is a good point to make. The first, when I was doing it and I was a contractor, I did it for about really almost two years as a hobby, just kind of piddling with it and doing the pet portraits and things like that. And I I bought like a used kiln online for like $250. And I'm so surprised I did not burn down my house or kill someone with that thing because it was a dinosaur. It was like 40 years old. From there, it's just, you know, networking and knowing people and people remembering you from oh, I did a Google search and then I saw your name and I was looking for this and then I clicked on here and I went down this rabbit hole to that rabbit hole and lo and behold, here we are. So I had a, a lot of those logo mugs, making logo mugs for businesses and units and taking that. And that was pretty good money, you know, taking those custom orders. But I'm, I'm at the point really the last six months of I've stopped taking custom orders because people are demanding and wanting the work that I'm creating without them telling me how to make it, if that makes any sense. And that's kind of the pinnacle, I think, of where every artist tries to get to is where you're making 
what you want to make and people are starting to buy it. Yeah, the free creative range. Yes. Where can we find your pieces? Do you have a website for us? I do. My website is www.beesneesartbyamanda.com. That will link you to all of my social media accounts that I'm active on. So Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm primarily on Instagram because it's the easiest platform for me to operate with my business. So I do a lot of my marketing and networking there, but I update my shop and all of my items go on sale on my website. So it will have um, a listing and it will have a banner on it and it will tell you when my next shop update will be because I don't have any items in my shop because I put all of my items out when I have a shop update, the ones that are new and that I've just created. I open it for 48 to 72 hours. After that 48 to 72 hours, what doesn't sell I package and wrap up and put in storage because I do physical shows like art fairs and things like that. So if I don't sell it, I don't worry about it because I'm building inventory for my next physical event. But I've been getting to the point where I'm pretty much selling out on my online updates. So I don't have a lot of excess surplus in my reserves right now. So if, I'm, if you're looking for something, you just kind of have to sign in for my email mailing list because I send out announcements that way. And Instagram, I always post when my next shop update will be. I like that. So it's kind of like a big batch at once and then you put everything aside for the vendor if there's anything left. Exactly. And I'm uh, since we've moved, I've been pretty consistent about doing about every six weeks, I'm producing a batch of work to sell. This past, uh, so 2018 slash 19, when we moved from South Carolina to Kansas. So when we were three years in South Carolina, I was doing physical shows only. Like I was doing art festivals every three months and really just working that business and doing really, really well at in-person physical shows. And then I knew I was going to have Remy and I was going to have to adjust my schedule, but I also knew we were going to be moving halfway across the country for a year. So I decided to take that year and not do physical shows, but really reinvest my energy into doing online sales because with the kids being so young and my husband going back to the fleet Marine Force, he would be deploying more. So really finding a way to keep generating revenue with my art, but at the same time, knowing that I have two very young kids that I can't invest the serious hours that it takes to do physical shows because it is a lot of work to get that much inventory produced to where I you know, modify that to where I can do small batches and still make consistently good money. And it, it, for a year, it was really hard because it, it was like starting my business 100% from zero, going from making gradually building my business from like making $500 to making $7,000 in a weekend to transitioning to online sales where it was like starting from zero again, making two sales. And now I'm back up to where I was comfortable being doing physical shows. So it, it but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hustle. It's a lot of dedication. I'm sure a lot of ups and downs for whatever reason. And I give you credit for you're running the household while your husband's away, new town. And then you said every six weeks, how long does each piece take to make? The goldfish mugs can take anywhere from six to eight hours or more. And that's just for the physical production. That's not for marketing, packaging, packaging, photographing, doing that whole other logistical side to get it out the door is probably another hour to two hours on top of that time. So I, there's, they're just 
they're super labor intensive, but they're super worth it. Um, my bird pieces and my little critters that I make, they probably take three to six hours to make. They're a little less time, but I don't do all the, the background surface decoration to them as I do with the mugs. And I'm estimating, and it could, I probably would say you could probably add more time onto what I'm telling you, because when I'm working, I really lose time. It will feel like I've been working on a piece for 30 minutes, and it's been legitimately like three hours. That's because you so, love it. That's awesome. Exactly. Do you actually hand paint, or do you use a stamp on some of those backgrounds? They're amazing. A little bit of both. I, right now, I'm using underglaze transfers from a couple different manufacturers. Sambo makes the more of the traditional ones that are and the ones that are multicolored and Elon transfers she makes her name's Leanne she's a potter and she makes um some transfers as well and then I use so those are the under the ones that are really colorful and bright and pattern and then I do another I have on um, after everything's been glazed I continue to add more texture and patterns to them through overglaze transfer patterns so they get fired on on top so it's kind of like a sandwich it's a lot of different layers of material process that i'm putting into my pieces yeah overglaze underglaze it's all another language for me but it, yeah. i mean can you share like a quick overview of the process like how many steps is it like yeah day one i'll, I'll sit there and i'll throw all the the bodies of my mugs. I'll be at the wheel, I'll be throwing the mugs. The next day I make the handles and then I attach the eyes to the mugs, which they're separate pieces. So I cut out holes in the mugs and then I just sculpt the eyes into them. And then they sit for a day, they sit back in the boxes until I start painting them. I won't work on them for 24 hours after I've built them. So it gives the piece a time to set up and they're in wet boxes. Then I start working each mug piece by piece. I'll go in and I start painting the goldfish on it. And then I do, do the background work on it. And then they go onto a shelf and they dry very slowly over the course of however long it takes them to dry. And I cover and uncover them periodically to make sure that nothing's warping or separating. Once they're dry, I fire them. They come out of the kiln. The inside of every goldfish eyeballs, there's a small cat. So there's a portrait of a cat on the inside of all the goldfish pieces. Oh my gosh, I have to look at that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I start doing the clear glaze and I do a colored glaze on the inside, clear glaze on the outside. I fire it again. The pieces that are getting the transfers, I'll sit down and I'll start cutting out the overglaze transfers, which is after you glaze it, it fires at a much lower temperature. So I'm sitting with a pair of tiny scissors and a scalpel and I'm cutting around and in and over the details and designs that I've already have with new ones that I'm layering on top of that. Then I put gold luster on them and I fire them again. And then if the luster has spinner spots, which they'll look purple or hazy, then I'll re-luster the piece with gold luster and fire again and I sometimes I fire the gold portions up to three times to make sure that it's a really dense solid dark gold and it's real 22 karat gold some pieces can get fired up to six times <laughs> and then once they're done with that I measure them I measure how many fluid ounces they hold I photograph them I write their descriptions and then they go off but I also um, am big into supporting other women makers uh, like you had mentioned early. So I have a, a tea maker who handcrafts 
out of Kansas that I met when I was living there. And I, I went in before I left and I smelled all the tea and I made lists of ones that I wanted to pair. So before every update, I order X amount of tea samples and she sends me samples and I put her business card in with the samples. I just teamed up with a female soap maker out of Wilmington. And so she's given me samples with her card. So those will be in with the mugs. So I really try to promote other women maker in particular when I do my updates as well. That's such a thoughtful idea for both the customer and your fellow artist. Yeah. I mean, because who doesn't love like, I mean, if you're going to spend the money on a handcrafted mug, because you're not, you're not paying like Walmart prices or Starbucks mugs prices, you're, you're spending a good bit of money on handcrafted pottery. I mean, to sit down and enjoy like handcrafted tea that's been specifically selected for that mug is kind of, it's a unique experience in itself. So yeah, especially if you're gifting it, which I'm sure a lot of your purchases are gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great benefit that you add. Yeah, I, packaging takes me like three days to do because I'm super anal retentive about it. And when you open my box, it is like opening a present because I gift wrap everything. I bubble wrap it. I put tissue around it. There's handwritten notes in with everything because I put so much time and effort into producing the piece and passion into producing it. I don't want to just like throw it in a box with packing peanuts and send it off. I send it off with as much love and attention giving it to its new owner as I did in the production of it. Customer service like that is rare. I've had so much broken things delivered. (laughs) Sometimes there's no amount of love that I can put into a product that will keep the United States Postal Service from damaging it. (laughs) Because I've had pieces that are broken and I'm like, how in the world an elephant had to have sat on that box? Because my kids will take those boxes and I let Ava like help me load and unload my, she loves helping me pack the pottery and put the labels on it and moving the boxes from each room. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching her drop it and knowing that nothing has broken because you can hear a piece break when it breaks. But I mean, she tests, she tests out and I'm like, how in the world even managed to break? So, but that she helps. I know that your mom was a big inspiration for you and now your children are getting to watch you. So that's just wonderful. And I wish you so much luck. I'm going to have you say your website again. Can you tell us? Yeah, it's www.beesneesartbyamanda.com. You like the bumblebee. Like the bumblebee. Well, thanks so much for telling us all the details. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find every episode, including the written versions to read on erinrow.com. Be sure to leave a review because I love hearing your opinions on the topics I shared. Are they new? Are they helpful for you? Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss the future interviews and enlightenment to come. This episode was brought to you by me and only me because I love sharing new ideas with you. Take action to become better. Have a fabulous day.